Hashtag murder may contain explicit and disturbing material and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Scar. And I am not Dustin. <laughs> You're not. Um, but we are millennials who love murder. We are. And he's also a millennial, even though he chooses to <laughs> think not. Yeah, he states that he's not, but that's false. It's, it's literally false. I've Googled false. it several times. Uh, we also love Thanksgiving. How did we forget? We literally had an episode come out, come out Thanksgiving. of Thanksgiving. And we talked about Thanksgiving in the episode. Perfect. <laughs> I was listening to it, and I was like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. This comes out. Okay. Yep. We totally forgot. <laughs> I did, too. I didn't look at the calendar and, like, realize when uh, it was coming out. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Um, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I went to Kayla's parents' house for Thanksgiving. The game night is a fucking war zone. <laughs> we played this game like uh, called Wahoo, but it's it's basically, like, sorry, but it's, like, wooden marble game type thing. Yeah. Her and her dad are complete psychos. <laughs> And, um, yeah, do not play board games with that family. Did you say they were louder than they're my lou- family? They are louder than the Brantons. <laughs> that is so hard I to do. I think we should have a Branton and Mong Burns <laughs> family game night. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can play a, we can play the logo game. Ooh, that would be, be fun. a fun one. Because that one gets kind of intense. It does. <laughs> I, we like a trivia game. Oh, yeah. Oh, my favorite kind of game to mm-hmm. play is a trivia game. Mm-hmm. Um, we were gonna play games. Well, okay. So Thanksgiving, my mother mm-hmm. had the audacity to die near a holiday. How dare she? <laughs> and her... She couldn't have fucking waited. <laughs> I know. Uh, so her uh, death anniversary was on Thanksgiving this right year. Right before your birthday, too. That sucks. I know. Mm-hmm. God, come on, mom. Get mm-hmm. it together. Um, but it's been nine years. Oh. It's been a long time. Um, so I was in a mood all mm-hmm. day on Thanksgiving, but yesterday I was fine. We went over there and hung out and had pizza and leftovers. Mm-hmm. The brofies came over. Uncle Stan's in town. Also, we're dog sitting. So if there's dog noises happening. <laughs> it is not just Lily. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's Lillian, Oliver, and Amber. Amber. Amber Bamba. Um, okay. So I've got, it's recent. Oh. This one's recent. Okay. And let's fucking go. I, yeah, I can't remember, once again, can't remember where I found this, where I saw it, but I got so invested. I spent like an hour looking at one of the person that we're talking about, their Instagram page. Like an hour. An hour? <laughs> I got so invested. Uh, um, but I'm going to tell you about the Holseth family. Hell yeah. And what kind of went on and how we ended up here. And we don't have all of the answers. We have most of the answers. You don't like those cases. I know. But it's so new that, like, there's some things that are kind of iffy that we're still trying to figure out. But we definitely know who did it. Okay. So that makes me feel better. We don't know who did it. <laughs> we don't know yet. We, we have <laughs> suspicions about who done it. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. So here we go. Daniel Wendell Halseths. Wendell. Wendell. Okay. <laughs> uh, his own family starts in the year 2000, whenever he is 24. And he meets a little lady named Elizabeth Nicole Schwarwack. Fuck yeah. <laughs> they should have is... took her last name. <laughs> I know. Schwarwack. Uh, and that's definitely not how you spell it, but that's, that's how, how it you sounded. sounded. Okay. <laughs> That's how I wrote it. And Elizabeth was a senior in high school. So we've got about a seven-year age gap here. Mm. It's fine. It's not fine. Uh. (laughs) Uh, So Daniel was attending Western Oregon State University, where he eventually got his bachelor's degree in music. That's cool. Yeah. He was super into playing the drums, as well as piano, and he was known as Drummer Dan to his friends. That's cute. So, uh, whenever he was attending this college, this is where he first laid eyes on Elizabeth, and it was love at first sight. Love. (laughs) True love. Young lovers. (laughs) (laughs) 
So the two married on July 2nd, 2001 in Salem, Oregon, which is the year following Elizabeth's graduation from high school. I feel like we're reading like something about like people I went to high school with. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it all sounds very familiar. Mm-hmm. Are we in Goose Creek? <laughs> in Goose Creek. Goose Creek. Uh, so everybody on both sides of the family were super excited to see their children get hitched. Also, there's a video of Dan and Elizabeth driving away after their wedding, and they had written "just married" like real. It's it takes up the entire front window of the car. How is that legal? It's so unsafe. How did you not die? <laughs> I know. Uh, on the windshield. So yeah. But anyways, pretty soon after the marriage, the two get to start in their family. First daughter, Dana, was born in 2002, their son, Jordan, in 2003, and then on December 16th, 2004, they had their third child, a second daughter named Sierra. Aww. I know. Dan loved being a dad, and at some point in this time frame, Dan also earns a master's degree of business. So he's got the music, he's got the business, he's well-rounded. He is well-rounded. So, in December of 2006, Daniel was offered a very well-paying IT job in Las Vegas. Oh, so he's definitely using his degree. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's fine. So it's good that he got this job because the couple had just filed for bankruptcy and not shortly before this. Yeah. So the whole family picks up and moves to Nevada and things are really looking up. And they kind of get to be their own little family unit there, since neither of them really knew anyone who lived there. So they're getting a fresh start. That's kind of cool. It's scary, but it's cool. Yeah. So to get out there in the community, Dan and Elizabeth both got into politics. Am I not going to like this? (laughs) They love politics for some reason. I don't know. They're Republican. That's all I got for you. (laughs) And Elizabeth decided to run for senator in Nevada in 2010. What? At the age of 27. And she won. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) And the person she was running against was like this millionaire jeweler guy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe her win wasn't super impressive, but she was actually the youngest woman ever elected into Nevada legislature. Ever. Yeah, she's younger than I am. (laughs) She was a fucking senator. Yeah. Uh, And honestly, I really don't know what senators do. I looked it up. Didn't care to learn. Really? Or retain any of that? But there are only three requirements, according to the Google, Mm -hmm. that A, you have to be at least 30 years old. Yep. And this is today, not in 2010. B, you have to have been a U.S. citizen for at least nine years. Mm -hmm. And C, live in the state that you're trying to be the senator of. Okay. (laughs) So, like, it seems Hmm. as if literally almost anyone who's over 30 could just be a senator. (laughs) Like, if you really wanted to. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's so wild. Uh, no credentials. Okay. So this means that Elizabeth is going to be working outside of the home, and Daniel gets to work from home doing his IT stuff and stay with their three children and really let out his big dad energy. And we love big dad energy. <laughs> that should be the hashtag for this one. Yeah. Uh, and all of his co-workers would joke with Dan and call him Mr. Mom. That's cute. <laughs> That's very cute. So, by all accounts, Dan was a wonderful and very involved father. He was also a videographer and a musician, so he was always filming their lives and making these short little videos and sharing them with friends and family. Um, Is that kind of what um, uh, Kylie's husband does, right? He's a videographer? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think Dan was... Brennan's very good at what he does. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure Dan was, like, super involved. He was just, like, a hobby. Yeah, hobbyist. So Elizabeth, on the other hand, she was out there running the world and doing whatever it is that senators do. Big boob energy things. (laughs) She traveled a lot and was frequently out of town for business trips, and the two were slowly drifting apart, and their marriage was on the rocks. That's not good. Uh, So the two tried going to counseling and working things out, but they just didn't see anything eye to eye anymore. There also may have been some infidelity going on. Ooh, yeah. A lot of traveling. Scandalous. And staying in hotels. Hello, Mrs. Senator. <laughs> <laughs> and there was an incident where the police got involved um, at some point. So Dan had gotten a little violent and was exhibiting some pretty scary and aggressive behavior towards Elizabeth, which is not good. Mm-hmm. 
And he was actually arrested and charged with coercion, battery with intent to commit a crime, and open and gross lewdness. What is... Which is like touching somebody who does not want to be touched. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he was sentenced to six months probation and anger management classes. I'm pretty sure the anger management classes were much needed. (laughs) Yeah, um, and I'm not sure who initiated this, but one of them filed for divorce shortly after this. I don't know if it was her or him. Could not... Some sources said it was her, some said it was him. I'm assuming it was her. Yeah, you'd think. Um, so, yeah, not a super great looking move on Dan's part. So, Dan moves out of the family home, and he and Elizabeth argue over how to arrange the children. And Elizabeth ends up getting full custody of all three kids. Okay. Have you seen that video on TikTok where the chick is like, my parents have been divorced for like 15 years and still don't. Still can't get their lives together around holidays. <laughs> they, like, just don't know what to do with... <laughs> She's, like, fully an adult. <laughs> okay. So the divorce was hard on all three children, but was especially difficult for the youngest child, Sierra. Sierra became very withdrawn and just kind of turned into a very angry little girl, which is sad. But Daniel always did his best to make sure that she felt loved and included. And from the home videos, it seems as if he was doing a really great job with just that. Well, it always appears that way, like on social media and videos and pictures and all that shit. You never really know what's going on besides... Because you're only filming, what, an hour of your life out of a day, not all 24? Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. So, anytime Daniel had the kids, he always made sure they had something fun planned. They go to the park, they go out and get sushi, they dance together, played music together. Dan just seemed like a really great father. Seemed. (laughs) You always word these things so I know what's going to (laughs) happen. Um, so moving forward a little bit to 2012. Oh, I graduated high school that year. <laughs> I graduated in 010. 010? <laughs> she was in the army by then. Stupid. I was. Uh, or actually, no. Uh, two years later. Two years later. Yep, hmm. 2014. So Elizabeth gives up on being a senator and moves to goddamn Alaska. <laughs> did and she go she... to, did she work at the Great Alaska? <laughs> the Bush Company. The Bush Company. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fun if she did. Well, actually, we're kind of going to get to that. Oh, sort shit. Of. Not really, but like, kind of. <laughs> um, So she moves up to Alaska, and she takes her three children and her new husband with her. New hubby? Yeah, which completely devastated Dan. Uh, his kids were his whole world, and he could no longer be Mr. Mom. And he only got to see his kids a couple times a year. It's strange that she was allowed to move. Because uh, yeah. typically, if you're like sharing custody with someone else, you you have to stay in like a radius. Yeah, and then you have to get that person's okay to move. So like he would have to be okay moving to Alaska or wherever the fuck she's going. Yeah. So I I don't know. Don't know why that was a thing. So not only is Elizabeth moving on, Dan is also moving on, and he remarries in 2012 to a lady named Bogdana. Did he order her off the internet? <laughs> Which is very exotic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can't hate on Bogdana because she's actually going to save the day a little Hell yeah, body. A little, bit, <laughs> a little bit later on. Is so, that actually how you spell her name? It is. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not just me phonetically. phonetically so. <laughs> uh, the girls that recommended that, we're doing a very special episode in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. but the girls that recommended that, I, I messaged them and I was like, listen, I don't know how to pronounce things. <laughs> it would be great if you could like... Put that in there. Phonetically, Phonetically tell spell me. it out for yeah. me. <laughs> and she was like, nah, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, what was it you said? Oh, fuck. Uh, Desmoines? No. Desmoines? Well, it was Desmoines. Desmoines? But the other one. Uh, shit. I can't think of it. I'm sure somebody's yelling it into the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Laura is 100% screaming at her phone right now what fucking word it is. Oh, it was so funny. Um, okay. So anyways, uh, Dan throws himself into work, and in 2013, he makes the move to Addison, Texas, which is just north of Dallas proper, and he gets another great IT job. But now he's even further from the kids. Yeah, which I mean, like, Alaska's gonna be far from anywhere, but mm-hmm. like... Now you're basically, like... Two an- entire continents, or countries away. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. But side note, this doesn't have anything to do with anything. Oh, we're going on a side quest? <laughs> Just real quick. I thought this was really interesting. So once Elizabeth resigned from Senate, she entered herself into the Maxim Hot 100 Sexiest Women on the Planet contest. Ma'am. <laughs> I need to see a picture of her. Hold Competing on. against people like Olivia Wilde, Miley Cyrus, and Selena Gomez. Like, she's cute. She's cute. But I don't know about sexiest woman on the planet cute. <laughs> um, I mean, she's cute, but, like, not not sexiest woman on the planet no. cute. No. I mean, she looks she's great pretty. for having three kids. Yeah, she's pretty. So. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Oh, um, shit. There's her cover photo. <laughs> Oh, oh, she's my in front God. of my car. Oh, uh, my. oh, my. Oh, full bikini. Full. full. Yeah. No, she does look like a Republican. She does. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but yeah. she does. She does. <laughs> uh, and this report, or one of the reports that I read, ended with this quote. <laughs> quote, while Maxim readers ha may find Halseth hot, she received a cold reception during her single legislative session in 2011. A poll conducted by the Review Journal of Legislatures, reporters, and lobbyists found that she was the worst-ranked senator ever. Well, she didn't have <laughs> quote. She didn't have any qualifications. She probably didn't have any fucking clue what she was doing. No. And also, you guys fucking voted for her. Yeah, that was y'all's fault. Dumbasses. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so um, back to Dan. I can't imagine how like devastating it would be for losing your three children. Like, they're there one day, and the next day they are thousands of miles away. Like, I don't even like kids, but if they were my kids... I don't even have kids, but Kayla has a kid, Ray. Uh, we had to be away from her for, like, not even a full week. I think it was, like, six <laughs> days. And I was like, can we go to your mom's house so we can hang out with Ray? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, that would be really sad. So, on top of this, Dan and wife number two get divorced in 2019. So that didn't last super long but the two remain really good friends and they even continued having a joint bank account together that's which is odd that's very odd um yeah. okay I, I don't think i'd be I doing mean, that whitney and i are still friends but uh we we closed our joint bank account so that's strange yeah so we'll keep that in your back pocket we'll okay. come back to that so the family lives like this for the next seven years, but in early 2020, Elizabeth and the three kids moved back to Las Vegas, as well as Elizabeth's husband. And his name, <laughs> name a big cat. <laughs> Lion. <laughs> no, it's Tiger. His name is Tiger Helgelin. Oh, I should have said cat, and she's a big ass cat. Helgelin. I don't know how you say that last name. I think it's Hel Helgelian. Helgelian. Think I don't so. think it is. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Dustin, I don't where think are you? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so in March of 2020, Dan had the opportunity to go to Vegas for work. And he was actually in Vegas fairly often, and he would stay with a good friend, Miss Peggy. Miss Peggy? That sounds fake. And Miss Peggy is a much older lady, and they used to work together, and Dan was the same age as her youngest son. So Peg kind of thought of Dan as her bonus son, and he was always welcome to stay with her. Okay, kind of cute. <laughs> we'll come back to Peg. So remember what happened in the March of 2020? The vid. <laughs> I, have, I don't even know what year it is anymore. It's all 2020. It's all 2020. Uh, so airlines are shut down, the entire world is basically shut down, and Dan is stuck in Vegas. And he asks Miss Peg if he can extend his stay, and she says, of course. And great-grandma Peg is like, hell yeah, I'm so lonely, please stay. <laughs> uh, so while Dan is staying with Peggy, he starts getting some alarming texts from his youngest daughter, Sierra. And she's telling her father that she's in some sort of trouble. She's 15 at this point, so who knows what the hell's going on. Pregnant. Oh, God. I don't know. Let's guess. Yeah, that was a good guess. I mean, these texts are pretty vague, but the general idea was that she no longer felt comfortable living with Elizabeth and her stepfather, Tiger. Oh, and Dan had basically moved in with Peggy at this point. Like, he's essentially permanent resident at Peg's house. Okay. So in June of 2020, Dana, Jordan, and Sierra all go to visit their father at Peggy's house, and Dan is over the moon. He's so happy to be reunited with his children again. 
despite them now being 15, 16, and 17. It's got to be a little awkward, too, like, not seeing your dad for so long. Yeah, it's been about nine years. Since seeing them regularly. Cause he, yeah. Did he ever see them, like, on holidays or anything like that, or not really? It only said that he saw them a couple times a year. Yeah, so I'm assuming that's, holidays. Yep, that's about it. Probably. So Dan plans a little trip back to Oregon so they can visit with his parents, their aunts and uncles and cousins, and spend some quality time together. Yeah, much needed family time. Yeah. So they all get back to Las Vegas, and the kids go back to Elizabeth's house towards the end of June of 2020. Dan arranged to meet up with Elizabeth in a Wendy's parking lot to drop them back off. Get a nice little four for four. <laughs> get a Frosty and some fries. Yeah, they had that back then still. No more four for four, RIP. I know, I know. So during this drop-off, Dana and Jordan get out of the car, and Sierra stays behind. She's wanting to stay with Daniel at Peggy's house, which Daniel is super thrilled about. Um, and Peggy says, sure, I've got another guest room. I'm totally cool with her staying with us. Cool. And remember, Sierra was saying that she was scared to be with her mom and super unhappy there. So Daniel files for full-time guardianship over Sierra. And she's still not saying why she's not comfortable staying there? No, no not really. There's okay. no specifics. It's just she doesn't... Does she say later? No. No? But okay. we... There's... I have some thoughts. Okay. Well, I, we all have some thoughts. Okay. I'll give you my much-needed opinion <laughs> after I have all the information. After you have all the, all, everything I have to give you. So in order to receive full custody, Daniel had to live in their current school district. And Peggy was just, like, casually going to purchase a house in that school district anyway. How many, what? <laughs> How many houses do you need, Peg? So she buys the house, and Daniel and Sierra move in. While all this is happening, Daniel meets another lady named Carrie Somerville. 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 <laughs> and Carrie's gorgeous. Dan got super lucky with her, and she seems like a really sweet lady. And Dan also thought that Carrie would be a good female figure in Sierra's life, because I'm not really sure how supportive Elizabeth was at this point. We really don't know. Maybe she was fine. We don't know. Yeah, he's he wants to get his kid a mom. Like, yeah. Or mother figure. You know. Yeah, while he's, or while she's staying with him. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the hearing custody takes place, and Dan loses. And Sierra has to go back to living with Elizabeth and her stepdad, Tiger. But it was short-lived and doesn't go well, and Sierra is constantly running away back to her father's house. Daniel. Daniel's house. <clears throat> okay. And things are okay for a while, but Dan is working a lot, so Sierra kind of has free reign of the house and just kind of does whatever she wants to do. She would often sleep all day and go out on the weekends at night to meet up with her boyfriend named Aaron Guerrero. Not Aaron Carter. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Wait, is he the... Yeah, that's He's him. the one? Yeah. Oh. He didn't, he just, he didn't turn out so great. <laughs> well, one of those child stars that didn't turn out yeah, so good. That's true. Um, so she had met this Aaron guy online, and Aaron was 18, and Sierra's 15. Mm. And, yeah. And Dan didn't know anything about this relationship at first, but when he did find out, he wasn't super thrilled. And by the way, we were in October of 2020 at this point. Um... I'm kind of getting the feeling, just a little hunch, uh -huh. that she was perfectly fine at her mom's house, but her mom knew about the 18-year-old boyfriend and was like, fuck no, you're not hanging out with him. You're out of your goddamn mind. Yep. And her dad is just fucking clueless. Like, he has no idea what's going on. Because that's his sweet angel baby. She could never. I think you're exactly right. I love it when I'm right. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It's October of 2020, and Daniel somehow discovered that Sierra and Aaron were planning on robbing Aaron's parents and Daniel and then running away together to Los Angeles. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, so Dan reached out to Aaron's parents and told them Aaron wasn't allowed to see Sierra anymore. Yeah. Which Sierra seemed to be, like, okay with. She was just like, whatever, I'll just find another boy. So she didn't actually, like, like Aaron that much. She just wants attention from her boy and, like, well, being naughty. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. essentially. Or she's faking it. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, going to December 16th of 2020, and it's Sierra's sweet 16th birthday. Oh. On the 16th, yeah. And Dan and Carrie and Sierra all spent the day together, and things started looking up for their little separate family unit. 
Dan even made a post on social media stating, quote, Through so much adversity and pain in ways I can't share, you've become to be so beautiful and lovely. It makes me happy to call you daughter. After nine years, you've been able to research for yourself the things that transpired in your life with such grace, wisdom, and understanding that is beyond your years. End quote. Which is sweet, but like cryptic? I'm confused as to why he would say it like that. Yeah, is he just talking about the divorce, or was there some other shit that went down yeah. that we don't know about? Interesting. Um, yeah, I, we don't know. Still don't know. So, in January of 2021, there's another custody hearing for Sierra between Dan and Elizabeth, and the judge is like, well, if she keeps running away to go back to Dan's house, I guess I can't force her to go live with her mother. So Sierra gets to stay with Dan and Carrie, but the judge also stated, quote, we need to get therapy in place at this point moving forward. I haven't gotten to the bottom of what is or isn't happening with Sierra, but I am extremely concerned with what is or is not happening with her. Hopefully this is not something one of the two of you are promoting because the lifetime damage to this child is something you'll have to bear on your conscience moving forward, end quote. So the judge is like, y'all are going to fuck her up. Y'all, y'all are being dicks. <laughs> Get your shit together. Yeah. And he probably politely wanted to say y'all should go to therapy too, but he did not. Uh-huh. So this whole thing was very, very messy and there was lots of hearings. It's all recorded. Shit's wild. Yeah. Now, a few weeks after the hearing, in the beginning of April, Carrie has a business meeting in Texas, and Dan has a meeting in Boston. And Sierra doesn't want to go to her mother's house, so they just let her stay home alone? Uh, Not sure that was the best idea. Okay, so did she have a party, do drugs, (laughs) or have a boy over? (laughs) Um, Definitely the last one. Mm. Can't say for sure the other two. Um, but we're gonna get there. So she's 16 and she's home alone for a week. Yep. Basically. So Dan had a great time in Boston. He even documented his travels on his Instagram account about walking through Boston Commons. And he was really enthralled by the city's rich history. And that's where I, I'd, like, I read that and I was like, I gotta find his Instagram. Yep. I was on there. Are you gonna send I'm it to me not... so I can go creep on it? Yes. Perfect. Like, I'm not even joking. At least an hour. Maybe two. I don't know. Great. There was a lot going on. So Daniel returns to Vegas on Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. And on April 8th, Daniel's mom calls him, doesn't get an answer. Strange. I mean, not that strange. I don't always answer my calls, but you know. Oh, I never. You never answer (laughs) your calls. Unless I'm staring at my phone. And to be honest, sometimes sometimes I just let it ring. I am staring at my phone, and I just watch it ring. Yep. <laughs> if I'm getting a call from one of the Brantons, it's either going to be Dustin or Clinton. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I hate I hate the phone. I hate it so much. Just text me. Just, just text me. Unless you need an answer immediately. But anyway. So Daniel's mom tries to get a hold of Sierra, and Sierra texts back, quote, His phone has been acting up, but he's okay. It should be all fixed by tomorrow night. No worries. With a little smiley emoticon. Almost like... End quote. What? Um, do you know the ending of this? No. Oh. Okay. (laughs) I know somewhat. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, and Daniel, unlike me, is one to answer his phone Mm -hmm. anytime he's Dustin. Yeah. Okay, he's... Okay, got it. Somebody calls at 3am, that phone call is getting answered. Yep. (laughs) If I'm ever getting arrested and, like, thrown in jail in the middle of the night, I'm gonna call Dustin. Yeah. Phone's on ringer Mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, Volume high. Okay. So, Mama Daniel is like, well, where is he? Like, I need to get a hold of him, and if he doesn't get back to me, I will be calling the police. Wow. (laughs) Mama Daniel went from zero to a hundred. Real fucking quick. Real quick. Um, So, his mom calls Peggy, the lady that he was living with, Mm -hmm. who bought him the house. And asks her to go check on him or see if she can find him. So Peggy is like, yeah, I'll stop by the house and see if he's there tomorrow. So Peggy and her new roommate, Joe. <laughs> I don't know if Peggy is like this super cougar. <laughs> I 
don't know what's going what on. The fuck in Peggy's life, or if she's just like a really generous person, but she seems to always have a much younger man living with her. Is she like a <laughs> Stifler's mom? <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. It's a strange situation. Anyway, so the Pegster and Joe are going to head to the house on Friday morning. In the meantime, Mama Daniel is still trying to get a hold of him and nothing. She texts Sierra again, asking where he is, and she says, quote, oh, he's just in the shower, another smiley face, end quote. And Mama Daniel is like, no, I need to speak to your father right now, and I'm calling the police, and Joe and Peggy are on their way over there, to which Sierra did not respond. What the fuck did this crazy bitch do? So Peggy and Joe show up to Daniel's home at 8417 Dunphy Court. <gasps> like the modern family I family. Know, the Dunphys. I fucking love That's them. That's a great show. It is a great show. It's a feel-good show. So they show up at the house and the front door is unlocked. Joe opens the front door and the whole house is a mess and full of smoke. Like like fire smoke or smoke like cigarettes and weed? Fire smoke. Fire smoke, okay. Yeah, they both run upstairs, yelling for both Daniel and Sierra. No response. And then they open the door, leading to the garage, and they stumble upon a dead body wrapped in a sleeping bag. That's not what you want to find when you're going to do a wellness check. No. Yeah, so Joe calls the police and states, quote, There was a fire, and we went in to investigate. The fire must be a couple days old. I'm here with the homeowner who doesn't live here. And there's a dead body in the garage, end quote. And then the dispatcher asks, who needs medical? And Joe says, quote, no, no, we don't need medical. The girl's dead, end well, quote. The girl is dead. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> so police and firefighters are dispatched to the home of Daniel and Sierra. They try to ID the victim but they've been so badly burned that it was hard to tell who this was exactly. They send the body to the coroner's lab for autopsy, where they learn that this is not Sierra or a girl at all. These are the remains of 45-year-old Daniel Halseth. And the cause of death is sharp force injuries, like a blade of like some sort. Like a knife sort. or something? Okay. And Daniel had been stabbed over 70 times, 42 of which were in the head, neck, and upper shoulder area. And one of his wrists was partially dismembered with a handsaw. Okay, so I'm thinking. Tell me, tell me everything. I don't know what this crazy bitch did, but <laughs> she went psycho on her dad. Or her boyfriend did. Cause, yeah, you gotta have a lot of rage to stab somebody 70 times and a lot of upper body strength. Yeah. Plus, she would have had to take him down, which, like, she's a gr little girl. So, well, not little girl, but you know what I mean. Yeah, she's only 16. Yeah, and I think they tried to dismember the body to, like, get rid of it easier, but that didn't work. They're like, oh, fuck, it's really hard to dismember a body. Yeah. We'll just burn the house down. Yeah. Even though that's not really going to get rid of a body either, because, like, fire has to be super fucking hot to burn a body. But yeah, like the average uh, run-of-the-mill fire, that's not going to burn no. all the way to the bone. No. And, uh, yeah, that's no, not you need like burn. an incinerator like at a mortuary. Yeah, um, and it takes a lot of energy to dismember a body mm -hmm. um, and motivation. So anyway, there was also no soot in Daniel's lungs, which means that he was dead before the fire began. Mm -hmm. I like so, when I'm right. I love it so much. <laughs> you were right. You I love it so right much. On, right on the nose. Um, so Daniel was murdered, and then the house was set on fire to destroy evidence, but whoever set the fire didn't do a super great job because the house was fully still standing. Maybe because it was teenagers and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Um, yep, we're gonna get to it. So detectives call Mama Daniel to tell her that her son has been murdered, and she states that all she could think was, quote, was it fast? Did he suffer? End quote. If someone called my dad <sighs> or, uh, like, my stepmom, uh, Mom Carolyn, yeah. and told them that I, like, had been murdered, they'd be like, well, who the fuck are we murdering now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, who am I taking out now? Uh, she said, um, Mama Daniel, she said that she was sitting at her kitchen table with her other two sons whenever she got the news, and they all cried and held each other, and the whole thing is just really horrible and 
heartbreaking. Especially when you find out your granddaughter did it. Well, they didn't know that yet. Okay. Um, but you are correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the evidence suggests that the attack started whenever Daniel was sitting on the couch in his living room, likely asleep. Yeah. Which is such a coward. Yeah. You coward's way, to... way out. Yeah. There was no sign of forced injury. There were several brooms and mops and rubber gloves and other cleaning implements left in the home. Lots of bleach and laundry detergent, as well as a table saw, a hand saw, and a chainsaw. Um, and the whole scene is very chaotic and kind of hurried and rushed looking. Okay. So they also find several Bank of America receipts for some fairly large withdrawals. Hmm. So investigators go to Bank of America. They get the surveillance footage from the ATM. And who do you think was making these big withdrawals? Maybe his teenage <laughs> daughter. Or her boyfriend. It was. It was Daniel's daughter, Sierra, in Daniel's car on the morning of April 8th. Also, there's no way that this isn't Sierra. She's got on these, like, huge sunglasses trying to, like... Hide herself? Yes. Tell it's her. Yes. She has hair for days. Her hair is so large, there's no way that that could have been anyone else on the entire planet. No. Like, the only way to truly disguise herself would to just be to shave her whole head and wear a wig. <laughs> Which she ain't gonna do. No. <laughs> uh, but from this footage, they see that Sierra isn't alone. Who else do you think is in the car? Maybe that boyfriend <laughs> that they thought she broke up with. Yeah. Oh, let's find out. So, there were also receipts from the Home Depot at the home in the trash so now they go to this home depot and they get their surveillance footage and what do you know it is Aaron who is with sierra just doing some light home improvement shopping shocking masks and all they masked up before they went into the home depot and remember that joint bank account that daniel had with bogdana yeah he still had that after he did having the new wife yeah. girlfriend yeah I don't know. That's so strange. Okay. <laughs> That's really weird. Um, so Bogdana was getting all of these alerts for withdrawals and purchases from her phone, which was well over $1,300. So she also knew something was up and had already contacted authorities as well prior to his body being found. Yeah. So she knew something was up. Yeah. She's like, this is fucking weird. This is not his normal behavior. Yeah. I need to do something about this. Especially if she, pro she probably tried to call him first and couldn't get a hold of him. She did. And then she also tried to call his mother. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's whenever his mom started panicking mm -hmm. and couldn't get a hold of him. Yep. I think. We don't know the exact timeline. That sounds about right. So, investigators now know that they are looking for and send out arrest warrants for 16-year-old Sierra Halseth and 19-year-old Aaron Guerrero. Hmm. So five days after Daniel's murder on April 13th, we get some CCTV footage from a tram and it spots the two in Salt Lake City. So they're on this tram and they're full on like making out and being all over each other. It's really gross. And apparently they kept getting on and off again. So the police officer on the tram asks for their ticket and they don't have a ticket. So he asks for their names and some sort of identification, and they both hand over their IDs. Stupid. What? <laughs> Invest in some fake IDs. So the officer runs them through the system, and bam, there's their warrant for arrest. And he's like, fuck yeah. It's the easiest <laughs> fucking catch I've had all day. I know. Uh, and also in this video, they both look like super nervous after the officer leaves with their IDs. Yeah stupid <laughs> so then the officer comes back and puts them both under arrest hmm. so sierra and aaron literally got caught by not buying tram tickets they're so fucking stupid <laughs> and by using their real names like i mean i know she's only 16 but like you're stupid <laughs> stupid <laughs> i'm uh, glad you're stupid right yeah stay stupid so they're arrested, and one of the things the police found when they searched them was a cell phone. And they take this cell phone into custody and download all of the contents, and the contents are shocking. There are several videos on the phone that the two made together after they had murdered Daniel. So they were, like, living in a tent, just kind of traveling around in Daniel's car, and were recording everything, and Sierra did finally cut her hair. Okay. 
<sighs> okay. She gets a mullet like me. Y'all. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she just cut it like chin length. All the bob. Still hard to, yeah. Still hard to hide that hair though. Mm-hmm. She got some big hair. Um, okay. So there's one video that is particularly disturbing. It's Sierra and Aaron laying down in their tent and they're both laughing and giggling and Aaron says, quote, welcome back to our YouTube channel and it's day three, day three after murdering someone, end quote. Um. And then Sierra just busts out laughing. It's actually disgusting. And she says, quote, whoa, don't say that on camera, end quote. And then Aaron says, it was worth it, and then kisses Sierra's forehead. And then Sierra says, quote, and we had a lot of sex today. And then Aaron says, uh-huh, we had plenty of sex today as payment for doing it, end quote. Um, this Stunning. reminds me of the, uh, that case you did uh, in Texas where the girl worked for Sonic and she killed her family with her boyfriend. And one of his oh Aaron yeah Caffey Aaron Caffey yep <gasps> yes oh my god similar vibe there yeah like and it is very similar mm-hmm. I just don't understand it's uh, and we're gonna also kind of get to that too so what happened on Wednesday April seventh twenty twenty one investigators believe that Daniel was asleep on the couch when Sierra and Aaron attacked him. Specifically with two folding knives. Then Sierra went to a local grocery store at 3am to buy bleach, goes back to the house, and tries to start cleaning up. But by the morning, the plans seem to change, and the two are going to try and dismember the body. This is when Aaron is seen at Home Depot, buying circular saws and hand saws and blades, drop cloths, gloves... And then at 10.42 that morning, all of this planning and trying to clean up came to an end because this is whenever Mama Daniel texted Sierra and told her that Peggy and Joe were on the way over to the house to check on things. And they were like, oh, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Yes. So that's whenever they scrambled and they were like, fuck it, let's just set it on fire. Great idea. (sighs) So yeah, Sierra and Aaron panic and they try to set the house on fire and leave ASAP in Daniel's car. One of the investigators points out that killing Daniel was completely unnecessary, which, like, yes, thank you for that, yeah, Mr. Officer. <laughs> uh, but remember, Daniel had been out of town, so Sierra could have left with Aaron at any time while he and Carrie were away, but they waited for him to get back home so she could kill him. Pre-meditated. Yeah. Cause she could have just left. Yeah, she could have just ran away with him. His car was there. Just leave. Yeah, just steal his car and go. (sighs) So fucking bizarro. Now, it must be noted that Sierra was a troubled child from the very beginning. She was described as rude, self-centered, and displayed narcissistic tendencies from an extremely young age. You know, that youngest child, sometimes they're fucking psycho. (laughs) It's not me. (laughs) It's not me. (laughs) I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Uh, So, yeah, literally everyone in her life describes her this way. So, whenever she was running away to her dad's house, Dan thought it was because something was happening at Elizabeth's house, which is what Sierra claimed was happening. Yeah. But in reality, like you said earlier, Sierra most likely wanted to live with Dan because Dan basically let her do whatever she wanted. Yeah, he was clueless. Yeah, Um, and now we know that she hated her father, and Sierra instigated this whole custody battle for her by her parents. Like, she wanted to be fought over, but at the same time, she just wanted to live with her dad so she could do whatever whatever she wanted. wanted. I don't know. And that's where, like, the answers are so unclear. Like, fucking weird. We don't have anything else about, like, to say whether Sierra was being abused at her mother's house by all accounts, they could have been great people, but yeah. they just... We just don't know. We're trying to keep her under, you know, keep her safe. Well, she's a teenager, so she also, like, you know, it's emotional. You're going through all those hormones. Oh, yeah. We've all dated somebody our parents didn't like and didn't want them around or whatever. Yeah. So, like, literally every person I've ever dated. I have a feeling that that's what the situation was. Yeah. So, Sierra Halseth and Aaron Guerrero both pled guilty to the murder of her father, Daniel Halseth. 
with the counts of murder with a deadly weapon, conspiracy to commit murder, arson, robbery with a deadly weapon, conspiracy to commit robbery, and four counts of fraudulent use of a credit or debit card. That's quite the list. Yeah, that's a very long list with lots of various different crimes. Mm. All rolled into one. And they were both sentenced to life with the possibility of parole after 22 years. At the sentencing, Aaron apologized for what he had done, and Sierra did not. It's because she's a psychopath. <laughs> Aaron is serving his time at the High Desert State Prison, and Sierra is at the Florence McClure Women's Correctional Center in North Las Vegas, not to see the outside until at least 2044. I hope you stay the fuck in there forever. Yeah. So Daniel seemed to be a wonderful person. He made several inspirational videos across all social media platforms promoting kindness and to always be striving to be a better person. His Instagram account alone has 3,569 posts over the course of seven years. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's like, well, I think I did the math. It was like 1.3 posts a day. One post a day for seven years. Um, at least. Mine's all like... <laughs> The cats. Literally. <laughs> Speaking of cats, he had a cat named Orange. Was it an orange cat? He was orange. Yes. Oh. Um, he was a loving father, a wonderful son, and a friend that could be leaned on and was murdered by his 16-year-old daughter for not really any super apparent reason. So maybe we'll get more answers on this eventually. Um, I do think that Dan was a good man who had made some poor decisions whenever he was younger and was consistently trying to be a helpful and better and more loving person as he got older. And he certainly did not deserve to be murdered at the hands of his own daughter. I bet this really fucked over What's-Her-Face's next run for senator. <laughs> Oh, she gave up on that. She did. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> no, she wasn't going back to that. Uh, so, uh, Mama Daniel. Oh, her name is Christine. I don't know why I didn't put that in here. So, Christine stated, quote, She took away my Danny boy, and she took away my oldest son, my other son's brother. She took away so much joy and so much light. He was like a light. She took away a big chunk of my heart that will never be returned, and I have to learn to go on without him, end quote. It's sad. And that's that on that, goddammit. And you know what we can say to Sierra and Aaron? <laughs> Y'all can, can fuck all the way off. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I, okay. I did look up fun facts, and I thought I bookmarked it, and I don't think I did. So hold on. You know how we do uh, Galen-isms? Yeah. So Kayla's mom, Ray, calls her Nini. Yeah. So I have a Nini-ism for you. <gasps> okay. This will be our fun fact section. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. Lay it on Okay. Me. So let's say you have a child or a grandchild or a younger person in your home, uh -huh. and you don't want to get up to go do something. You can say, oh, sweet child, insert name here, with your young, abled body, can you go do X, Y, Z for me? Can you go fetch a beer from the fridge, Pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they just fucking... Um, we just say that shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else are kids for? Yeah. I, I'm like, I make Brayden do shit all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, with now you should say with your young, with your young, able, able body, body. <laughs> please go do that. Uh, oh, I love it. Oh, it's too funny. Mm -hmm. Oh, another fun thing. Harley and I last night, we bought tickets to go see Mean Girls. What? On uh, Broadway. What? Not literal Broadway. It's here. It's here. But like... <laughs> It's the Broadway show Mean Girls. That's fucking cool. I know. It's not until April, but I'm very excited. That is really cool. I, I will be there with jingle bells on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, before you go, follow us on Instagram at hashtag murder pod. Spell the whole thing out. And we also have a Patreon. We have a new patron. New hash brown. We got a new hash brown. What's her name? Hold on. Susan. Caitlin Sorrell. Cool. Thank you, Thanks, Caitlin. Caitlin. We really appreciate that. You're the bomb.com. Yeah. And if you like this, give, give us five, five stars. stars. I don't see why not. Please. We uh, really appreciate it. And if you leave us a review, as long as it is five stars, we'll read it on the next uh... Or even four. <laughs> yeah. I might read it if it's one, because it, sometimes those are fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's true. 
Oh my god. Um, well, I have to get ready to go to work. And I have to go watch fucking college football. I hate college football. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if we're going to watch anything, it's... We're watching the NFL. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dustin had basketball on the other night. Oh, you don't like basketball? Fuck no. Go heels, baby. There was like 28 seconds left in mm-hmm. this game. And mm-hmm. he was like, I was like, babe, we can't watch this. I have to, I just got off work. I don't want to watch sports. He was like, oh, but there's only 28 seconds left. And I was like, 28 okay. seconds in basketball time is about five minutes. It was about 20 minutes. I yeah. was, th- I was like, what is happening? They keep fouling and then they keep doing free throws and then they keep fouling mm-hmm. and like two seconds are passing. Yep. I don't know. It annoyed me. College basketball is a mess. And so I've, much fun though. I've written off basketball. <laughs> no. no. No more. <laughs> no more orange ball. No. Oh my God. Well, thanks for hanging out. Love, Love you. Bye. bye. If you're dating somebody your parents don't like, maybe just, you know, suck it up and they don't like them. Don't kill your dad. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. (laughs) Youngest children are the fucking worst. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Hashtag Murder. Episodes are written and edited by Alex Lewis and Scarlett Hipton. Our intro and outro music is written and played by Derek Branton. Our cover art is by the lovely Lauren Walker. And our name was created by the most wonderful, supportive, and super hot boyfriend, Dustin Branton. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, you can reach us at hashtag murderpod at gmail.com. That's H-A-S-H-T-A-G murderpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell all of your friends about us. Thanks. Bye. So one of the investigators points out... Oh, God damn it! literally just read that. With the counts of murder... Oh, that mm-hmm. was very sweet. Yeah, I made a little Canva thing for it, so I'll put it oh. on there probably Monday. Okay. Oh, okay, thanks, Amber. God damn it. (laughs) This might not work. She tried to open that goddamn door. (laughs) Weep. I don't like that. Why is it making that sound? I really don't like that. (laughs) Amber, go lay your ass down. Go lay down. Unless you're an axe murderer. Go away. Just Amber, stop. Um blah blah blah. That creeped me out really bad. But in 2020, Slazabeth. <laughs> Who the fuck is Slazabeth? <laughs> it autocorrected to Slazabeth. <laughs> uh, after nine years, or no? God damn it! <laughs> Quote. One <laughs> of me. Quote, we need to get therapy in place at this time. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Why is it so hard to say? <laughs> Can I read this? Can I just read the words? All right. Quote. I'm going to read it very slowly and I'll just speed it up. <laughs> after we're done. Um, oh my God. There was no sign. Um... And they both hander. And hander? they both. <laughs> we get some CCTV footage from a tram. Tramp. <laughs> what? Oh, a tram stop. No. Tram spot. What the hell's a tram spot? It's like we're a. Uh, it's kind of like a <laughs> Did bus. Did I write that? It's like a bus stop. Oh. Okay. Um. So on April thirteenth, we get some CCTV footage from a tram spot. The two. No. <laughs> Still not right. <laughs> From a tram spot. Oh, it spots the two. Okay. It's weird how it updates like live. <laughs> Isn't that creepy? It is so weird. <laughs> um. Okay. Like your average. <laughs> Scarlet has UFOs in her backyard. <laughs>